Welcome to WLNM, the web novel and manga review hosted by Zeke Changuris. Welcome to WLNM, the web, light novel, and manga review. We are dedicated to bringing our listeners the very special artists and writers that are part of this amazing explosion of creativity, giving us the stories that entertain and inspire us. We would like to welcome C.S. James, the author of the original English light novels, The Dorm Room Cat Girl, and My New Girlfriend is a Vampire in Lingerie. I love those titles and have to say the cover art is amazing. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for that amazing introduction there, Zeke. I love it. <laughs> You're welcome. So uh, tell me a little bit about your, uh, about your novels. Um, what kind of plots do we have there? Is this, you know, very classic light novel-y storylines or are we, some people guys like the great American novel into the ideas of cat girls. But what's, uh, what's your take on the genre? Well, what I do is I, um, I, I use a lot of American ideas for these novels. Uh, basically, have you heard of the Blake Snyder's Save the Cat before? No, I haven't. It's a great tool for novelists to use to, in order to structure their books. It, it's the simple three-act structure. It gives you a more in-depth look into what each act should have. Okay. So it's very, uh, almost formulaic, I'd say. Okay. Hey, I have no problems with formulas. <laughs> uh, one of my best friends uh, growing up, his mother started writing formula work and uh, for a romance company. And because she was basically bored, trapped on a mountain when it snowed. And uh, she is one of the world's best-selling romance novelists at this point. So yeah, formula work. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> That's got to be really competitive being one of the top in romance. Wow. <laughs> well, if you want to know more about uh, The Dorm Room Cat Girl, I could give you a quick... Yeah. Please. Summary. Sure. So the dorm room cat girl is a, is a story of a sickly stray cat that's rescued by a high school boy. And the high school boy does his best to take care of her. He even gives her the name Aya. But while he's asleep, the, uh, <laughs> the cat doesn't make it. Luckily, our little feline protagonist meets the cat god, a powerful magic being that is god to all beastmen. Problem is, okay. he's no longer connected to his fantastical world. Now stuck in our own world, the cat god is low on magic and asks Aya for help in collecting a strange magic called love magic Okay. as a human or human-ish, I should say. <laughs> okay. She now has to convince the boy to love her, but the boy already has a crush. And it doesn't help that his crush is a rich and popular Japanese-American actress that also likes him back. So she has uh, <laughs> an uphill battle to fight. So the... She, she doesn't have the uh, typical trope of a cat girl in being sundric. Sundric? Like, That's like being a, a, a sundere. Like oh, no, she's not a sundere. <laughs> Almost. A, a lot of cat have... girls are, if you notice. Yeah. <laughs> she's, more of a, she's more of a klutz, if anything. She's, <laughs> <laughs> she's figuring out the world. It's, uh, it's new to her. Well, she's been in the world for a while as a cat, but it's new to her as a human. She's learning all these new human cultural things and a lot of uh, Japanese culture that I had to inject in there. 
she had to learn as a new person to it. So okay. there's, in, in the book, I explain a lot of Japanese culture in order to uh, make it more palatable to American and uh, foreign audiences. That's great. And uh, let's see, uh, sounds like uh, my, new my new girlfriend is a vampire and lingerie is, uh, from the description I read, seems kind of like a, a chase story or a, uh, almost like a road story. Yeah, it's, it takes place in, in the span of just one night. And uh, that's what I wanted to challenge myself to do, to do a whole story in just one night. And it's about a, hmm, I, didn't, I didn't write the summary for this one, but I remember it quite clearly. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't remember their names right off the, I have a lot of characters. <laughs> it's okay. The... The vampire in lingerie is a coup d'oeil, almost. Okay. A very, uh, almost silent person, very reserved. She's also kind of, I wouldn't say super rich, but relatively well off. Okay. And she goes to a regular public school uh, that a boy there uh, likes her. And they go, hmm, how do I explain this? I flubbed it a bit. <laughs> It's okay. All right. Let's see. She is bitten by a vampire in a park. She goes to the boy's house uh, for help because she doesn't want to ask her father or any of her father's uh, helpers, assistants. Okay. And now the boy is stuck trying to help this girl find the vampire that bit her. Okay. However, in the end, there's a love magic is brought into it again. <laughs> okay. These stories are all connected by that, uh, by the theme of how, how magical love can be. And they're all connected in that they're all happening in the same world, in the same universe. Oh, that's great. I, I love it when that kind of thing happens. Um, though there may be some, what's, what's the word, uh, disagreement? because someone says that we're translating a word wrong from an interview. The weathering with you uh, is in the same universe as your name and your name is definitely in the same universe as, um, as a garden of words. Uh, so it's, it's, I love that the fact those all three stories are taking place in the same universe. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's it kind of like, it, uh, it's not as, it's not like Marvel, but it, they're kind of like, um, what's it called? You know, that movie Split and you know, yeah. Unbreakable. Yes. The, the Shyamalan universe. Yeah. <laughs> that, those were, those were fun to watch as well. Yeah. Uh, wife is a huge uh, M. Night Shyamalan fan. So she really enjoys all of those films. See, well, let's see. Well, how did you get started as a writer? Um, it seems very different than uh, the more scientific career path you're on. Uh, yes, I, I guess I didn't mention that I was a, a scientist. At least I used to be. Now I'm a grad student. So I, I studied biological sciences in undergrad. And I spent two years after undergrad paying back you know, loans and all that garbage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as a cheese scientist, if you would believe that. <laughs> I have no problem um, with that. I then worship you if you have uh, made cheese better. 
Yes, yes. Oh, making sure that it stays the same quality. We don't we don't want it going uh, going bad or anything, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> so I was a microbiologist for a cheese factory for a while, qual- quality assurance guy. <laughs> and I uh, at, during that time I was also watching a lot of uh, anime, a lot of uh, manga as well, and I was thinking to myself, yeah, these are great stories. However, I, I don't feel like I'm, I'm doing much reading these. You know, it doesn't feel like I'm progressing. I'm getting, uh, hmm. Well, the interesting thing is I tend to eat a lot of cheese while watching anime and manga. <laughs> That's great. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe it's connected. <laughs> yes, all connected. It's all connected. <laughs> Always has been. Yes. <laughs> so I, I was feeling that I was uh, ingesting all these stories, consuming all these stories, and nothing was going to come out of it. So I felt that uh, out of a sense of necessity, I needed to make something out of all these stories that I've consumed. And so I started thinking of uh, various, uh, various ideas of stories that might happen. Um, (laughs) Some had to do uh, very sci-fi related, some were completely in, in, in fantasy worlds. Uh, I ended up sticking with a simple high school story, but giving it a little fantasy nudge, since that's, uh, I, I would like to think that cat girls are very, <laughs> are not, not are like poster girls for Japanese culture, I should say. <laughs> okay, I get it though. I understand what you're saying, yes. Yeah, I wish I could say that better. You would think that I'm a writer, right? Right. <laughs> uh, I'm a scientist first and foremost. <laughs> <laughs> Scientists are very bad at naming things. Exactly. <laughs> wow, you picked it up. We we yeah. call call lots of proteins after after cartoons. Have you heard of Sonic Hedgehog, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh yeah, that, that's what happened. I decided that I needed to make something out of all this all this time I spent watching these shows. And the dorm room cat girl is what transpired. Of course, before I even put pen to paper, I, I wanted to uh, study up on the craft of writing. And so I picked up a lot of uh, different books on how to do it. One book that I read was um, The Art of the Story uh, by Alice... McCready? Ah, don't remember her name off the top of my head. But it was this really thick 700-page book, textbook almost, <laughs> that, um, that I just searched through, searched through, searched through. I did the exercises and did my best to try and learn what it takes to become a writer. I also read some books by uh, Stephen King. I reread the Harry Potter books. See what works. And after after reading Blake Snyder's Save the Cat, I that's when I started making sure my ideas actually worked. They actually fit together like a puzzle. So you and, sound like you do a lot of you're the kind of writer who does a lot of planning going into a story. Oh, big time! Well, I'm. Uh, well, what's the what's the term called? There's there's discovery. answers and. 
there's a discovery writer who kind of lets the story take them where it be and then there's the rest the, the rest which are, are very like let's plot this whole thing out and then fill in the blanks so, oh yes 100 percent very almost formulaic at that aspect yeah, yeah. <laughs> i every chapter has a beginning middle and end there every every story has a beginning middle end every chapter has a beginning middle end every sentence is constructed so that it, it moves the story along i made sure to be very metanal about it okay <laughs> It's another way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> so when I when I wrote this story, I was I was using a lot of American uh, techniques for it. I know that in the U.S., I mean in Japan and other East Asian countries, they use different structures for their novels. That's why anime is so different to us. Yeah. Right? It's exciting to us, in a way. I I wanted to make this book have all these tropes and have all these anime inspired events but in an american lens kind of like how avatar the last airbender or uh teen titans was if you remember those yeah. shows yes how those were anime inspired but had an uh an american lens an american writer to it so i used a lot of uh there's a lot of americana and that's why <laughs> uh my, both these stories have uh, American characters in there. If you look at the cover of the dorm room cat girl, I could go through every character there. But the one with the black hair, the girl with the black hair is called Murasaki Tachibana. And she is uh, an American actress at, yeah, in Hollywood, <laughs> not at Hollywood, in Hollywood. And um, she came back. She's who our main boy what's his name hiroshi uh that's who hiroshi crushes on murasaki right i've loved that a bit <laughs> so well what is and let me put it this way have you ever i love asking this one particular question have you 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 do plan things out rather meticulously but still do you get to that point where Sometimes you write yourself into a corner and you're like, how am I going to write my way out of this? I don't know where to go with this because what I've done to my characters kind of means either I got to start again or come up with something completely novel in order to move the story along. No, <laughs> it's, be it's because I plan it so meticulously, right? Um, before, before I run into those kinds of corners, I've already ran into those kinds of corners in the planning phase. Okay. So I, I've, I, I understand that some people write, you know, a hundred pages and then realize, oh, this isn't going to work. I, I write one page and realize it's not going to work on line 20. <laughs> okay. Uh, but that's because, like I said, I, I do follow a formula. <laughs> okay. But it's, it's what, what's what's your favorite kind of scene to write? Then, um, what what are you what do you think you're good at as far as writing? Is it uh, dialogue? Is it setting? Is it mood? Is it action? Oh, I'm the worst at action. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you that much. The others, I'm okay at. If 
anything, I think dialogue is my strong suit. Just because I have this, I'm a very extroverted person, <laughs> okay. I'd say. Uh, that might be unlike a lot of people that might enjoy light novels, I understand. <laughs> so yeah. I don't <laughs> So um, I talk a lot <laughs> to, to a lot of people. And uh, yeah, after doing that for you know, your whole life, you start picking things up and realize, oh, this is how this person talks. Uh, I think I can take that. And watching, watching the, the shows on, uh, on my TV, watching anime and watching cartoons and watching uh, basically any kind of media, you, know, you, you notice how people talk to each other in this regard, especially in, uh, in anime. They, they talk to each other so differently than <laughs> regular people would speak to each other. <laughs> right. Well, that is for sure. A lot, and a lot of it is um, enforced formality. Yes. As yeah. I like to think of it. Yeah, the, uh, in, when you do an analysis of how people t generally talk in anime, the closest to how actual Japanese people speak on a regular basis is usually the, like the dialogue in Origeru in my teen romantic comedy snafu uh, because they don't use complete sentences. They make steps and allusions to what they're talking about. Uh, in a lot of anime, they use, they use formal speech, even though the characters are acting in an informal way, they're speaking in complete sentences and waiting for each other to finish as opposed to, having a, a more normal conversation like you or I would have. It's, it's, it's fascinating the way those are broken up. Yes, 100%. In, uh, in person, we, we cut each other off a lot. <laughs> yes. Oh, on Zoom, we cut, a, cut each other off all the time, <laughs> especially when you don't get those visual cues that people are going to speak. Yeah, it's as a, as a teacher right now using Zoom and having kids in the classroom. It is uh, been a very. It's been my own little. Uh, it's been a little bit of hellish, because adapting to teaching, basically two classes at the same time has been, uh, a very difficult. The I could imagine. Yeah. It. It. it yeah. This. Uh, the. The. Uh, current societal situation has made us be very inventive. So when you're, have you written anything that surprises you? Like when you're plotting something out, I mean, you probably have an idea that, okay, this and this and this are going to happen, but have you ever gotten to a point where you're like, wow, that is a much better idea than what I had originally thought. Oh yeah. When describing relationships between uh, the main characters, like originally these people weren't um, in the dorm room cat girl. If you look at the cover, uh, they were all unrelated, <laughs> completely yeah. unrelated. Um, however, when I started plotting, started thinking of ideas, had that eureka moment of these people shouldn't be unrelated. They should all relate to each other in some way. It should be some sort of relationship triangle, a relationship, I guess in this case, that's. <laughs> It's six people. So, yeah. Is that a hexagon? Relationship yes. hexagon. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> the, the, the two on the left are brother and sister. 
the three on top, right? The, the blonde girl, the boy with black hair and the boy with blue hair, they were childhood friends. Oh, and so was Murasaki. They were all childhood friends. I is just the new girl uh, putting all this in, in <laughs> making waves in their previous relationships. Okay. And that was the eureka moment when I realized it made more sense to have people know each other before and kind of not explain it. <laughs> a lot of us have a lot of us have those relationships that we you know we still have to this day like all the way through high school i had the same i went to a small high school and a small elementary school and the kids i knew in kindergarten were the kids i graduated with in high school so the circles of friends really didn't change that much as i grew up Yes, it's a very believable uh, situation there. So, uh, is there any light novel series or anime that really uh, you're like, wow, this is good. I'd love to be able to emulate that. Oh, that's a, that's a hard one to answer. There's so many. <laughs> At the same time, there's so few because... I don't, I don't, I, I guess if I had to pick one, I'd say Black Clover was a, I don't want to say inspirational because it was, it's just shown in anime, right? Right. It is. It really is. <laughs> but, but yeah, go ahead. It's it, the, the fact that things move so fast. That's what I uh, wanted to emulate. I wanted things to move fast in my books as well. I want event to happen, event after event after event. In, in very quick succession, uh, succession. it was, uh, and Black Clover did that for, for the most part. Sometimes they have those, uh, those episodes where they have to recap things or. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you, when slow you it down so long, you need to have some recaps to give the uh, artist's hands a break. <laughs> so they don't all quit. I mean, <laughs> that is uh, one of those, that in itself is an anime that has um, surprised me because it just continually got better as it went on. You know, it, the first seat, the first, you know, 10 episodes, you're like, Oh my God, will you please stop yelling? <laughs> yeah. And then, but at this point it, it's a very interesting story. And uh, even for Shonen anime, which isn't really, that's not necessarily my, um, my, my jam most of the time. Like, you know, I wasn't a hardcore hair, fairy tale person, uh, not a one piece person. I'm, I am more, I am just as likely to be watching Fruits Basket as I am uh, Macross, you know. <laughs> and then, yes, I am a big fan of the Magical Girl series. So, you know, there's that. I got known for being a big fan of the Magical Girl shows, so. How about Dragon Ball? Is that uh, something you're in? It, it, it just, I don't think I was at the right age when Dragon Ball really made it over here. Uh, uh, I mean, I've been watching this stuff since 1983. <laughs> and so, you know, when Dragon Ball got over here, I was already like, I don't know, I was probably in high school when people started watching Dragon Ball. And so, you know, that just didn't, didn't sit with, I, it didn't get in front of me. And uh, I see. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember Macross uh, was like the, my introduction to anime. 
uh, followed by like Venus Wars and Akira. And it, you're just like, you get this very, it was, I don't know when it was when I finally saw an anime that was like Slice of Life. I thought they were all like this hardcore, you know, <laughs> mecha, worlds blowing up kind of stuff. And, you know, I can't remember when I first, I, I guess, when I, first I could saw remember Sailor, my first one. <laughs> when I first saw Sailor Moon. I, I can't remember when that was. When, but, uh, Sailor Moon was action. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'd say, I'd say my first um, slice of life, and that's what Catgirl is too, is a very slice of life as well. Uh, I'd say Clanid was one of okay. the first ones that I watched that was slice of life. So I also go- watched that, um, that host club. You remember that one? Or on host club, yes. Yeah, we were in high school host club. Uh, yeah, those were on Netflix back when I was in, I think, high school. Yeah, high school. Yes, Netflix did not exist when I was in high school. Yeah. <laughs> I was still That's getting, unfortunate. I was still getting bootleg VHSs, okay? So, <laughs> <laughs> so you couldn't just... Uh, oh. it, it's hard to watch things in private, I'd say. Now that, now that anyone can uh, just go online, go oh on my Netflix, God, yes. or, uh, they, they, could, they have the whole world to them. You know, my, my typical get off my lawn moment as an old man is when I hear kids complaining about paying a subscription fee to Crunchyroll or oh. any of, I'm like, you do not realize how good you've got it right now. <laughs> you do not get it. So yeah, it's, it's at times I, I have this, I, I do the convention circuit when there is conventions and uh, when I come across kids that are like they you know they they want to use the pirate sites because you know they shouldn't have to pay blah 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 i'm like dude you just don't get it oh no yeah I, <laughs> yeah the pirate sites yeah i mean they they you know kiss anime the largest one was just completely shredded it may not come back i've seen it come back three times after being dismantled uh by regulators but I don't think it's going to come back this time. And uh, I've only used it occasionally when I could not find it anywhere else because, you know, I'm old and I have money and I can subscribe to six streaming sites. At the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm in a fortunate position, but I also get the frustration that some people get where you cannot get access to what you want to see. And that drives me nuts. I still can't get access to, everything I want to see because it's not being sent here. It's not being made available. It's being region locked, which makes me absolutely insane in the day and age of the internet. But <laughs> that's just how it goes sometimes. Right. So um, let's uh, let me wrap this, start wrapping this up. Uh, it's uh, the dorm room cat girl. And my new girlfriend is a vampire in lingerie. Uh, they're available on Amazon. Uh, is there anything new on the horizon or are you full-fledged grad student focused at the moment? No, I've got some things in, in the works. Okay, One that... thing that I'm really excited about is a new series. Well, it's it's not new. It's going to be the new series for Aya. Okay. Aya is going to be the cat girl detective. That's great. I love it. <laughs> It's it's a little it. less Konosuba and more Diary of a Wimpy Kid, okay. but it's <laughs> but it's uh, 
it, it's her diary. She has amazing memory in uh, in the books, so she can she's going to write something really nice. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> And also great. include very very cool uh drawings that look like they were hand drawn by her in the book. Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> uh, um let's see. Uh well, and we can follow you at csjames16 on Twitter, and that's probably a good way to keep up to date on uh, what you may have coming out. Also, I saw that there is a subscription link on your website, so you know that that should help. And let's see, www.csjamesbooks.com. Yes, sir. And let's see. Uh, I know you kind of uh, agree with me in that we love how. We're living now where the barriers to entry into the, uh, not, uh, into the market are low enough that as many creators as possible can get out there and put their stories out there. I think that every story is valid, that every creator's voice deserves to be heard. And if you believe the same thing, I hope you subscribe to WLNM, uh, the web light novel and manga review. Uh, we hope to continue to highlight the best independent creators have to offer. Until next time, keep reading. This has been a WLNM podcast.